Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. This is the first of hopefully many episodes that do have a video component from your playtesters. So today I have with me Chris, Jason, and Brittany. Hey. Hi, guys. And a lot of times you guys are asking me what I'm laughing at, and I hope this video component kind of helps give you (laughs) reasons to laugh also, because they're constantly making me laugh. And in this episode today, we're going to go over some chat about some new gear. We're going to answer some questions that you guys have asked us, and then we're going to finish off with some quick fire questions. So first things first, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Yeah. Starting to play test a lot more. So that's always fun. Busy in the play test season. Summertime, I always feel like there's tons of racket launches. So I'm keeping everyone busy. I'm struggling a little in the play testing department. Still doing it, but just, uh, just doing it a little differently right now. So two just hands, with both sides. Crafty, pushy. <laughs> pushy. <laughs> Still has the drop shot. Still the has that dang drop shot. It's, yeah. it's in the blood. Yeah, I think it's every summer where it's kind of like all of a sudden we feel the grind of the playtesting. I know these are like champagne problems for us, but we really do test a lot of gear. And like by summer, everything seems to be coming out and launching. And we've got like 10 different shoes and five different rackets and strings and it's a lot. Yeah. It's a tough life, but someone's got to do it and someone's we are happy to. <laughs> yeah, the playtesting was going fine for me. I just fell off a log trying to cross a river. And... <laughs> there you That's go. not an no, analogy. He actually actually fell off a log. <laughs> and we weren't there, so we didn't push him. <laughs> no, I did have a nice audience, so there were plenty of people like picnicking by the river. I was trying to get across. So. Yeah. I love that. Give them a good laugh. <laughs> Cool. Well, let's talk about some new products that are on the horizon. I want to start out with the Babolat Pure Drive. This is always a big release. Babolat usually takes about three years to release new products and update their rackets. So first impressions from you guys on the Pure Drive cosmetics. What do you like? What do you not like? What have you felt has changed? Should we go ladies first, Britt? You want to yeah. lead us sure. And she's an ex-Pure Drive user, so... I am. I used it in two years of high school, two years of college. Uh, the swirly paint job, the Pure Drive, I believe is team light, maybe. Uh, so I've always been a Pure Drive fan. And I've uh, the last time I used it would have been when it was that black cosmetic with like kind of the holograph. Um, I had used it for one of a, a local tournament. That was my, my racket of choice a couple of years ago. So I've always been excited for the pure drives and I always hold out for them before I make an official switch to my next racket. Uh, And first things was, I really love the cosmetic. It's very similar to my Yonex V-Core, or sorry, E-Zone 100. Um, But I think Babylon did a better job. I I really like the cosmetic. I think it looks sharp. It looks modern. So happy with that. First impressions for me, um, little shock. It didn't play exactly how I expected it to. I thought, Maybe not as much easy free power as I typically expect from a pure drive, but uh, the more I hit with it, the more I started to like it and get used to it. Um, maybe a, a slightly different feel, maybe a little bit more muted for me than I was uh, used to, and maybe not as forgiving on the sweet spot was kind of my initial impressions on it, but still has that um, easy access to depth, and I could still, it still has the pure drive blood in it. And then let's go uh, youth before looks. So, uh, Jay, you go next. (laughs) Me? Okay. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I kind of felt uh, similar. I mean, I wasn't really ever a pure drive user just because they're fairly stiff and I have arm issues, um, among other issues. (laughs) And then... uh, (laughs) That's um, my line. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Trademark. um but yeah they, it feels a little bit more muted a little bit kind of countervail ish from wilson um but yeah I, I still feel like there's good power in it good depth um and the cosmetics are awesome i love the way the racket looks 
uh, I remember when we got it in and we kind of opened it out and took it out of the packaging. We were like, whoa, that is cool. They always, whenever you see the new version of the Pure, Pure Drive, it immediately instantly dates. Out, yeah, it makes the outgoing one look so dated. How do yeah. they do that? I do it every time. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for you guys to see it. It's sweet. Um, so I've been hitting it too quite a bit. And uh, for me, definitely notice a difference in the feel. And um, it feels like the ball sits on the string bed a little bit longer on this one. And it's changed the launch angle a little bit for me out of this version of the, the pure drive. And so um, I would say it's not as open and crisp feeling as the, the uh, current pure drive. Um, and it definitely has more of that kind of like a dampened feel. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that ball sits on there a little longer and gets carried through my swing a little bit more. And so I find like the ball just coming out with a bit more loop to it. And um, once I kind of got used to that higher trajectory, I was able to, you know, add some spin to try and bring the, the ball back in. But yeah, kind of a different playing view drive. I think uh, people are going to have a lot of fun hitting this one. And uh, it's a looker. It's a good looking round. <laughs> I feel like non-pure drive users should definitely try it out. Um, I know a lot of the people that we've been that have been hitting with it here that maybe aren't the traditional play dr- pure drive user have liked it. So that's a kind of a cool aspect. Yeah. It's what a, do you think, Michelle? Sorry, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, Chris. Let me talk. <laughs> Let me live. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree with everything you guys have been saying. It's a it's a pure drive. In my opinion, yes. Uh, like Britt Brit said, um, if you haven't liked the Pure Drive in the past, this is actually a good opportunity to revisit it and check it out. I'm finding it's powerful. It swings fast. The cosmetics are cool. All things. We just got it. Re- we've restrung it a few separate ways, a few separate times now. So we've been able to test it in many different um, setups. Setups. Yeah. Yeah. And it really just makes me excited for January 2021 when we're going to see the rest of the family. So the extended and the heavier ones. Yeah. We're currently play, uh, we'll be doing a global play test. So you won't you'll not only get uh, Michelle's and I's opinion, but you'll also get our TWE crowd and our tennis only. So it'll be a nice kind of global perspective of what everyone thinks on all the different surfaces. Yeah. And a lot of us do have some sort of history with this racket. So even Julie in Europe, I think she came to Tennis Warehouse with a pure drive or she played in college for a bit with one. And then Hayden in Australia, he has a long history with pure drives as well. So definitely a racket that we all know a lot about. Um, speaking of blue rackets, there is a bit of a blue racket <laughs> burst happening right now. So I wanted to chat a little bit about another racket that is blue and is playing really well, the Yonex E-Zone Tour. Chris, I know you hit it with it and automatically liked it. How's it going for you? Yeah, really clicking well with that racket. Uh, super solid feeling, like the way it comes through the ball. Um, and it it brings some mass to my stroke without feeling clunky or heavy. So I can still accelerate it fast, get good spin out of it. Um, as I find with most Yonex rackets, got a massive sweet spot, which is I'm using all of it right now because I'm <laughs> playing slightly differently. But um, yeah, nice, nice feeling racket. Uh, one thing I've found using two hands on both sides is I've added a lot of weight to almost every racket I've hit. Um, this one I didn't have to because play it stock form. It's got enough free power to it. And I think that's a combination of that generous sweet spot um, and a little bit more plow through. Uh, great feel too. Yeah, I really like it. It feels good on the slice. Um, yeah, it, it's a really nice playing racket. Jay, have you hit with it yet? Yeah, yeah. I, I hit say, it with, I against, against Chris actually. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it feels like an E-zone. So it has like a really, really nice solid feel agree with everything kind of what Chris said. The only thing for me is I kind of like my rackets a little bit more whippy uh, mm-hmm. with a little bit slower wing, swing weight, lower swing weight. So I found like when I was trying to whip it and, and I was getting just a little bit late um, on some shots just because the swing weight's a little bit higher. But yeah, super solid, plenty of mass for, for slices and good good depth. And then Brett, I know your racket of choice is the E-Zone 100. Have you had a chance to hit with this one with a slightly smaller head size and a little bit heavier? Yes, um, just got to hit with it briefly a couple days ago, but I am that E-Zone user. So it does have that E-Zone feel, which is always my first go-to with it. So it does have that slight, oh, feels like home. Uh, It does have a little bit more mass and plow through for me, kind of like how Jay said, 
it's a little bit tougher for me to get around, but I could see someone that really liked the 98, but wants, you know, wanted a little bit more heft behind it could really um, find some benefits out of it. So really just, it's a fun racket, maybe a little bit outside my spec, but still just, just so a solid, solid racket. Exactly. Yeah. Yonex does such a great job with making just solid, well-playing rackets. Yeah. It seems like everyone from every level and every, like, what you like is, is available in their line. So that's really exciting. Okay, I want to bring up one more blue racket. This one has already launched and our playtest will probably be out before this podcast airs, but I have to mention the Dunlop FX rackets. I was hitting yesterday and it wasn't the best hitting session and I actually had several rackets I was trying to hit with and tried to do about 15 minutes with each racket and went finally to the Dunlop FX 500 Tour and it changed the whole situation for me. I was loving it. I feel like the ball pockets really well on the string bed. I wasn't missing. I mean, it was just awesome. What do you guys think of these FX rackets? Well, is this breaking news? Is this, are you switching? (laughs) Dang. I don't, I, you know, it's just, it was like a first or second date. (laughs) We're not, we're not there yet. We're not long-term yet. We're not putting a a ring on it yet. (laughs) No, no. We're not even at the honeymoon phase yet. (laughs) No, not even. (laughs) I think it has to beat out the Prince racket. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. Ooh, and uh, right. and the new RF. Oh, ooh, new RF. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> too soon. Too soon. You're gonna get tackled by security. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys hit these? And what are you thinking? Yeah, um, I liked them. I uh, when they first came out, I was like, man, we just hit the SX rackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do we need FX rackets? It seemed to appeal to the same player, but once I hit them, I was like, well, they're they're very different. Um, rackets and I think will appeal to different players, even though they kind of chase that more modern sort of players racket tweener uh, area. But uh, the FX is a really nice racket. I, I like both. I like the tour as well. Um, and then the regular 500 is super forgiving, easy, you know, comes around quickly. It's, you know, it's a modern racket. So it's super spend friendly. Um, yeah. I think this is a, a racket that's going to win Dunlop. Um, a lot of fans in that area where I think they've always been considered more of a traditional player's racket kind of, uh, you know, box beam, lots of feel, yeah, yeah, lower powered kind of brand. This one, um, yeah, both those, the 500 and the 500 tour, I think are going to appeal to a lot of players. Yeah. I also want to say, because we get confused a lot of times when these brands are putting out rackets and the names get confusing and FX and CX and all these things. Um, the one thing that really helped me remember this racket line is the F stands for force, which kind of means it's going to be a bit more of a powerful racket. And um, I think they're really winning me over with that like controlled power in that 500 tour because it I'm able to hit out, but it's a sm- little bit of a smaller head size. So still a little bit more controlled power feel. Yep, agree. Cool. Well, do we want to talk about? There's a few other rackets coming late September. I mean, there's a new line of pro staff rackets, and we've been anxiously awaiting those updates, as many of you have been as well. We got our hands on a couple and have been able to hit them. What did you guys think right off the bat? Britt, how about you? Have you hit the new pro staff, the standard version, not the RF? I hit with it briefly. So I maybe just first impressions, little bit um, outside of my spec range, mm-hmm. but just a, it's just, it's a great, it's, I liked it from the previous one. Uh, for me, I thought the feel was for me, the most improved aspect of it. Um, I felt a little bit more connected to my shots. Um, good control for me, good precision. I liked it on my slice. Um, yeah, it was, it's a fun racket for me to just rally with and kind of get a groove, like really dialing in. Maybe if we're doing like a, a rally in the alley, like I can feel like I could really dial in my shots. Yeah. And then Jay and Chris, I know you guys have seen so many different pro staffs come through. I think this is the 13th iteration of the pro staff. Also, I want to... <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you guys think of this update and... Maybe talk a little bit about what you think of the cosmetic. I definitely like the, you know, the shout out to the old school kind of pinstriping. I wish they'd done more of it, to be honest with Same. you. It's just a little, you know, they have it in the, the throat area of the racket and then a little bit up at the tip. 
I'd like to see it go all the way around like the old ProStaff 85. I think yeah. I prefer the cosmetic of the standard ProStaff over the, the RF. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think universally that's the case. Yeah. Yep. Any other comments on playability? Uh, nice, solid playing racket. Very crisp feeling. A uh, little firm feeling for me personally, but uh, the, it works. It makes the racket, <clears throat> makes the racket super solid. Um, good, easy power. I really like just rallying with it when I've uh, been out drilling with all you three recently. And um, yeah, I just feel like I can rally forever with it because it's, it's super fast and yeah, it's got good um, inherent power. So it's an easy racket to use. Yeah, especially for like a pro staff, it's pretty user friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we're glad that it doesn't feature countervail because that wasn't a favorite amongst the playtesters and many of you listeners too. So a little less muted, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, you feel more connected to your shots. Cool. Um, one more racket line that I kind of wanted to tease. We have some Prince Phantom Graphites coming out at the end of September. And I know several playtesters are really loving these rackets. I ha- am on one of the playtests and I literally cannot get <laughs> the racket out of Boonie's hands. See, that's the reason why I can't <laughs> hit it. It's always with Boonie. <laughs> I'm like, this is coming up. I need the racket. Let it go, dude. Um, is there anything, any of the rackets that have stand, stood out for you guys and anything that you want to talk about? I'll start with you, Chris. I mean, we had a podcast before where we talked about plus length rackets. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them takes that, you know, to almost the extreme. Um, and I think it's good to see, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of POG long body fans back in the day. And um, I think they're going to really enjoy this new one that's coming out. Um, I've hit them both side by side a lot and just keep going back to the new one. They've changed the beam slightly. The feel is better. I feel more connected handle to tip, which is important when the racket's 28 inches long uh, comes. Yeah. It comes around. Well, I would probably add some weight to it right now just because the, uh, there's not a lot of weight up at the tip because it's so long. The swing weight's already crazy. Um, You're finally speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> but when I get back to one-handed, I'll probably take it all off. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a nice racket to use. Plenty of room um, on the handle for uh, for the two-handed player. <laughs> the double hands on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's got really nice feel to it. I think when you extend the length of a racket, too, you kind of change the move, the kick point, and the beam, there's more room for that beam to breathe and flex and do its thing when you're making contact. And so I, I really like that, that feel, that contact as well. I also really like the cosmetics. I yeah. think the cosmetics are, maybe you can't tell from far away, but up close, there's, it's a really nice little detail. So something, something fun from, from prints that maybe is more traditional. Mm-hmm. Jay, any, any favorites that have stood out? Uh, well, those traditional, rec- I, I'm not fighting Booney, so I haven't <laughs> yeah, hit me it. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've seen him hit with it. Uh, actually, yesterday I was watching him play against Chris, and he's getting some good pop on his serve. Yeah, with that racket, like wow, like <laughs> you're definitely hitting the ball harder. With so noticeable, I don't know yeah. if Chris noticed. He was just yeah, no, I was. Um, I was trying to step in and take it early and then I just gave up and went back behind the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there is a, a, a racket that's not a traditional from Prince, the twist power of that. Oh yeah. How did I, I forget that? I am loving. Yeah. Why? Jay, you're playing really, really well. Yeah, that. you okay. are. Yeah. But speaking <laughs> of serving, he's serving like so much extra pace on your serve with that racket. It's amazing. Yeah, Have you customized a, it at all? Yeah. I, I just customized it last week. Got some weight in the handle, a little bit of weight at three and nine. Uh, so now I have it to kind of write where I like it and spec wise. And it's playing really, really nice. I might have to sneak away and try it. Yeah. <laughs> the Jason customizations. That was one of the first comments or first several comments on when you guys released the first look and people were like, oh, it's too light. But this is a great platform racket, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Yep. Yeah, low swing weight, kind of lower on the uh, weight overall weight. So yeah, super easy to just kind of get what you want. Super whippy, <laughs> nice. yeah. But like you, solid for for its stock form, it just feels so solid for its weight. You wouldn't expect that, but it, it is. That's it's what I was gonna that. say. It's surprising for its its weight. I thought it would definitely be a little bit 
you know, it'd be too light for me, but it just, and I don't know if it's the twisted throw, but man, it feels like, I mean, I didn't, it didn't feel much different than a 300 gram racket for me. And it's a very different design, but yet, um, obviously with the twisted throat, but yet it has that, that feel to it, you know, that you find in a, a beast or a phantom or a tour, they all have that just plush feel. And, mm-hmm. you know, this twist power definitely has that too. Yeah. Nice. So cool. So many new rackets to come. We're yeah. excited. Um, let's transition to a little apparel shoe chat. There is a collection coming out at the end of August from Nike that features the Challenger, or it's called the Challenger Collection, and it features a lot of the old school vibes from the whole Agassi era and all that 80s, 90s, lots of bright colors. And we all were actually in Indian Wells and able to shoot with Francis Tiafo, and we got to see that collection. And I wanted to hear you guys talk about anything that maybe stands out, or if it's something you're for, or if you hate it, or all of the above. Um, I'll start with Britt because we're we're girls and we like fashion. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you think of this collection? Well, you know, I'm a fan of neon colors. So yes. <laughs> automatically, it's a it's a yay in my book, and I love <laughs> retro. The um, I believe. Uh, Francis was rocking this windbreaker that mm-hmm. I yes. pretty much want in my collection. It is so <laughs> cool. Retro. Uh, I know Nike's doing a bunch of different uh, kind of retro vibes. I don't, there's going to be a cropped polo. <laughs> I was going to say there's a cropped men's item. So I'm not sure if Chris is going to pull that off or Jason, but um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, definitely out there. So um, I'm hoping some, some pro rocks it. I feel like someone's got to, got to stand out, but overall the collection's really cool for me. Like I feel like too, uh, there's great women's pieces and the men's pieces that you I feel like I can kind of rock both. So yeah, I'm really excited for it. I, I love it. Okay. Which one of you, we're going to flip a coin. That's her too. <laughs> well, if I leave um, that to Tiafo. I had the word on the street back in the day, um, was that it was cropped at the front because it showed off Agassiz's abs when he <laughs> was hitting the ball. That was just the word going around. But I remember when that collection dropped back in the day, you know, and I, yeah, I bought it. <laughs> Did you rock it? I didn't, rock the, <laughs> I didn't rock the the cropped version. I rocked a you know more standard cut. Um, and then when the later version came out, so it was like that <clears throat> sort of neon green yellow was the first one. And then they came out with like a hot pink, like a lava, I guess you'd call it version. Mm-hmm. And I had that one as well. And I had the denim shorts with the yes, yeah, like the did. built-in leggings. <laughs> That went below, below, like past the short, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And I had the mullet. Yeah, there's been requests for images of you with your mullet, so just same. Uh, I'll see if I can find okay. some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add that in. Jay, any pieces that have stood out? Anything you remember, Tiafo rocking really strong yeah, out on the court? Brit- I remember that jacket. I was like, mm. that's a... That's a sweet jacket. Yeah. It was crazy because we got to see him wear it. And, you know, we're not supposed to talk about that stuff until it releases. So we've had to hold that in for a few months. Yeah. Luckily, and, we were just in our houses, so we couldn't talk to anyone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this collection is so cool. I know there's a ton of people on our message board excited about it. Some of the players are starting to show up on Instagram in their outfits. I saw Petra Kavitova was rocking something yesterday. And there's not... A, many times where I like have to buy a piece of apparel but I think I might need a pair of those women's shorts I think we're all gonna probably buy a little something from that collection yeah yeah Yeah, it's cool they're awesome memories it's retro but still has a modern appeal to it Mm -hmm. which kind of leads me into I wanted to talk about a shoe. Uh, three of the four of us are testing the GP Turbo, oh. and <laughs> this is uh, this doesn't happen often. Where <laughs> Chris is the one left out. Sorry, <laughs> um, the GP Turbo is getting this Challenger treatment. It looks sick. I think that's what the kids are still saying. But yeah, ill, um, sick. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys loving about this shoe, Britt? Starts out for me. It's the most well-cushioned of the Nike shoes I've hit with in a while. It is super plush cushioning. I'm going to call it 
almost the hoka running <laughs> or tennis shoe. It's, I mean, that's the first thing I felt when I walk, uh, when I slipped these shoes on and even on the court too, I, it's just, just this plush cushioning. Now, do I, am I in love with a plush cushioning or do I rather more supportive? Um, I feel like I need to get a couple more times on it. I know, like I could feel my foot kind of almost bouncing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has a good bounce to it, but for the most part, it was comfortable. It fit, it fit my um, foot type well. Um, did I go up a half size? I'm trying to we, think. I, I did. think so. Yeah, yeah we all so did. I, yeah. I did have to go up that half size um, to get, I was just a little bit worried that my toes were right on the edge of the toe bumper. I wanted to give a little bit more space. So yeah. We, we all went up that half size for um, a little bit better fit. I know Troy, who's also on it, he did stick with his true size, but he likes to he likes a pretty tight fitting shoe. Um, but for the most part, it's it's a it's a good cushioned shoe. Okay, Jay, now's your chance to brag to Chris about I mean, for those shoe. of us that have worn it. <laughs> well, there's a backstory to this, right? You want to there's, explain the the running uh, office joke. Okay, so uh, <laughs> short version of it is when the uh, A6 um, Cord FF. Cord FF. Cord. He doesn't know the name of it because yeah. he's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it haunts me. Uh, when the Cord FF two came out, and we were like, "Oh wow, this, this shoe looks amazing!" And then, of course, there's a sample size for Chris. Chris tries it. He says it's amazing. And then I'm like, "Oh, I can't wait till I get a pair." And I was waiting for years and I never got a pair. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chris and you, Michelle, <laughs> each get like four or five pairs. Yeah, I think I was on six or seven. <laughs> yeah. Sample size. Yeah. So I'm like, and I keep hearing how amazing it is. I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they, they keep asking questions about the wide footed, you know, play <laughs> how the wide. <laughs> like, I don't know idea. I don't know. But actually, I got a pair now. And he's so, on board. He's on board with putting it as a goat shoe. It is amazing. Yeah. But anyway, the GP <laughs> Turbo. The GP Turbo. Super plush. I mean, wow. That shoe is is probably the most cushioned tennis shoe I've worn. I, I, I can't remember a, a shoe where you put it and you're like, that's that's just all cushioning. <laughs> so, Does it compare to the Zoom Zero at all? Or is it just it's way more plush than the Zoom Zero. Yeah. Yeah, and then I only wore it twice on court so far, and it performs pretty well. Uh, outsole's a little bit more slick, so you can kind of slide in and out of your shots, um, and the uppers are are pretty supportive and stable. So, yeah, so far, good, really good play test. It's just like, yeah, I kind of like a little bit more, more low-to-ground kind of feel. You definitely feel like you're sitting on top of the shoe rather than in it Yeah, uh, with this cushioning, but... For like all day comfort, if you're like a teaching pro, if you're playing hours on end, this mm-hmm. is this shoe can't be beat for cushioning. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a direct update of the Zoom Zero. There's it's it's a very very different shoe. Yeah, um, agreed. Even to the point where like the construction of it's completely changed. Yeah, yeah. What do you nice. think, Michelle? Oh, I'm loving it. Well, I actually have a few things that have been bugging me about it, but for the most part, but it's super cushioned. It's easy to keep on all day. It does run hot, but it's easy to keep on all day. Um, sweaty feet <laughs> aside. It's just so comfortable. Because it's so comfortable. Um, yeah. I'm getting a little rubbing still. I'm, I'm like, I've played in it a lot. I'm getting a little rubbing under my big toes, but I'm trying to figure it out. I think there's something going on with the toe box. I was talking to Chris about this uh, yesterday, I think. And it's, there's a lot of space in the toe box, but like, there's not a ton of length. So even going up. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying, I tried to explain it to someone on talk tennis and I don't know if I did it well, but it's been so comfortable. Every time you put your feet on in it, you're just like bouncing. (laughs) So that's. Yeah. And looking at the shoe, it looked like you had, it was really deep fitting, like right sort of where the vamp is, which is the base of kind of the lace system. Exactly. And then it gets kind of, I think, shallower because I, I did try it on for fit testing up towards the tip of the shoe. And I think that's why it exactly. feels so snug when you, you put on a brand new pair. Yeah. And I have like a foot that stays the same width all the way through my toes. I don't know. How, I don't, let's, let's not use that imagery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
Now you know what I'm laughing at, people. <laughs> um, it is easier to get on than the Zoom Zero, too. I know some of our playtesters had issues. Um, it was a little tight to get on, and it's definitely just like a normal shoe to get on, too. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, but fun update. One other shoe that I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about, but I'm going to kind of tease it because you guys, you know, why not? Um, there's a shoe, let's just say it's coming back from a brand and many of you have probably worn it. I know everyone on this podcast has worn it. So I don't know. I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to be the one that gets in trouble. (laughs) But if anyone else wants to add to that, there's a shoe that people have been asking for it to come back that might be coming back. Hopefully in September, maybe it will be October, but stay tuned. That's all we got. (laughs) They're like, we're not saying anything. I'm looking at all of you. Now, <laughs> I think I think people will be very excited. There was a definitely a dedicated fan base for it. Um, and I think it's kind of missing in the market. So I think it's a very welcomed return. Um, yes. Hoping September, due to COVID-19, it could be delayed. So we don't want to get you too excited. But exactly. um, hopefully en- by end of the year. So stay tuned. Okay, so we're going to move on from all of our chat about new gear into questions. Ask the playtesters. So exciting. You guys did a great job coming up with questions. I'm going to do my best to say the Instagram handle who asked this question, but I apologize. We all know that I'm not the best at pronouncing. Pr- pronouncing. Pronouncing. <laughs> Perfect. Pronouncing. Perfect. I swear. <laughs> pronouncing. <laughs> Um, things. So first up from, of course, the first one that I pick is like really hard to say. Arnel Gansania. Perfect. <laughs> but a great Nailed question. <laughs> you did better than I would. <laughs> um, great question is what strings or string blends would you recommend for a traditional player trying to get into polys? I'm going to throw it straight to Chris on this one. I'd probably start out with a hybrid. Um, And I might even start out with whatever you have been using as your main string and then throw a poly in um, the crosses. So mains are going to be the predominant string and a hybrid setup. So whatever's in the mains, you're going to feel the most of, and also that's going to influence the string bed the most. So if you've been using a multi-filament or a natural gut, you'll still get a lot of that ball pocketing and power out of uh, of that string. And then the co-poly cross string is going to dial it down a bit, firm up the string bed. Um, and it's also going to add a little bit more spin and you should find that you can carry more racket speed. And I think one of the reasons polys um, are so spin friendly is because you can carry massive tip speed with a co-poly in your racket and the ball stays in because it's so dead. So, you know, obviously the faster you swing, the faster you can get the ball to spin. Um, so as long as you're taking a nice aggressive cut, you'll get a lot of spin out of it. Um, once you've done that, then you could try switching it and putting the co-poly. I would go next, play that. You might just love it and be good to go. Um, next step would be then to put the co-poly in the main and your regular string in the cross. Um, and then uh, if you want to keep going down that road, you could move into um, a full set of, of co-poly string. And I would use you know a co-poly over a traditional poly. And, and go with something that's uh, that's pretty soft and forgiving, maybe like an ISO speed cream or something like that. That seems like Nailed a solid it. answer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, next. <laughs> next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, from Baselinery. I love that handle. That's awesome. What is the most stable, which we don't like to get into most, but what is the most stable lightweight racket between 295 to 315? I'm sorry, I read that wrong. I thought he was looking for grams, but he wants a swing weight of 295 to 315. So what is the most stable lightweight racket swing weight between 295 to 315? Twist power. Whoa, <laughs> that was easy. It's and I think the swing weight on those are like in the low three teens. So mm-hmm. like 311, 312, some 313, somewhere around there. And yeah, I, for me, I think it's twist power. Nice. I got one. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw in the new Dunlop, the FX 500. Okay. Super light, easy okay. to use racket, and it wasn't getting pushed around. So, yeah. I got one too. Let's um, hear it. I really like the Radical S. Ooh. Um, 
that one surprised me in the radical lineup. I'm typically, I lean towards the radical mid plus, but when I play tested it, um, it has a 307 swing weight. So still in that, um, for a oversized racket, I, it plays nice and stable and group. For yeah, I, I feel like there's a set of eyes on your back. That's wondering why. You <laughs> yeah. It's my friend. <laughs> Nole. Nole. He might tell you that you need to use a speed S. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he's all about that <laughs> Corn FF2 too. too. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Next question. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to throw one in. That reminds me I haven't hit with the update, but the previous E-Zone Lite was one of my favorite rackets. Um, it was super fast and really stable. So I really do actually want to give a go to that newest E-Zone um, Lite. But those have been really fun and stable rackets too. So good question. Those are four great answers. Um, from Mustachio, which reminds me of an old shoe. Yes. <laughs> and and- you- yeah, I was going to say, is that you, Andy? <laughs> Are you asking? <laughs> Says I'm a 5.0 player. It might be. No, he's open. No, he would list himself as an open. <laughs> he's open. <laughs> um, I'm a 5.0 player, still using my Prince Thunder Light from the old glory days. What should I upgrade to? And I'm handing this one off to you, Chris, because I know you did a little research on this one. I did. So we just, good timing, Nastasia. Uh, <laughs> we just updated an old spec table, spreadsheet that we have, um, top secret formula in there to help pick out like rackets. It's so secret, we can't get it out of it. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Keep updating it. The secret's still locked from 10 years ago. <laughs> it's lost in there, <laughs> but it's in that spreadsheet. Um, and so I use that, and that has rackets back to the early to mid nineties, all the way, and actually earlier than that, because we backdated it, um, all the way through the current stuff in there. And that uh, spat out the Textream Beast 03100, the Wilson XP5 and the Dunlop CX400 as the most, there were none that were exactly like it. And the Wilson is a quarter inch longer, but it's so close on everything else as far as specs. so yeah, that racket is an interesting racket. It's um, the old Thunderlight. It's not a heavy racket. It's head heavy and um, it's quite stiff. So kind of, you know, back in the day when sort of like Wilson were doing the hammer thing, that's from that kind of era. So um, those are the three closest ones currently available that I could find. Fun fact, the Thunderlight was my first high performance junior <laughs> racket when I was... Um, 12. <laughs> nice. I had to look it up when I saw the question because I was like, I swear that was the same racket. And um, I think I used the oversize. I think there was two different head sizes, but yeah, it, I looked up the spec. He's a 5.0. I assumed he was using the, um, the MP. So that's the one I, I looked yeah. up. Nice. Cool. Way to answer that one. Um, next question from Nieto underscore chatter JL. Is the Gravity Tour better than the Gravity Pro? Um, yes, I'm just, next. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, these questions. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these questions are always interesting, and it's always like the first one that gets there kind of gets their opinion, but like it depends on who you ask. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. For Britt and Jay, I think that is a yes, and then maybe for Michelle and I, I don't know about you, but I think a no maybe for us. I think I'd lean towards the Gravity Pro. Yeah. If you're looking for that traditional kind of player spec, yeah. Gravity Pro, it's done. You know, it's cooked. It's ready to go. And then, um, you know, I think with the tour, you've got to beef it up a bit to get there. Um, but if you're looking for something that's easy to get around, looking for something that's going to give you the immediate access to spin, then, yeah, it is. And then if you want something with a more solid, stable, sort of more leaning on the old school feel, then you got to go pro. Yep. I can't believe half of you guys are wrong. <laughs> moving on from harsh underscore high underscore flyer nine which is the best racket with an 18 by 20 string pattern that's not my i was just gonna say jay you want to start yeah i'm using it (laughs) oh oh Oh, okay (laughs) i know which one you're going it's pretty nice tf40 305 yeah that's pretty nice dynamite dynamite yeah yeah um, I'd throw the Yonex V-Core 97 HD into the mix. Also very good. 
I throw in for me the Prince Textream Tour 100P, Tiffany's racket of choice. Yeah. Um, for I didn't even realize it was an 1820 until maybe one couple hits into it. But yeah, for me it was an. It's probably my favorite. Phantom 100X 1820, sweet, sweet racket. <laughs> Guido um, not. The Prestige Mid Plus is always a fan favorite, and um, I love the new 360 Prestige line, especially the MP. Beautiful racket. Those are all great options. So oh, there you one go. last one last shout out. Um, the uh, well, shoot, <laughs> I got to do two because that Pro Tour two. I knew you were going to say that. I was actually so I was waiting for that. <laughs> thing is amazing, and then the Speed Pro. Um, I've been really enjoying that racket too. It's really plush fitting. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to, if you can demo up to four, pick four of those if you can't go wrong. <laughs> um, next question. Let's go from AC Louie. Favorite racket of all time. We, we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday. And we're like, I don't know. T- favorite all time? The goat? I don't know. Maybe we can yeah. do a top three or a, a Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Mount yeah. Rushmore, let's go four. <laughs> yeah, even four. then it's tough. You know. <laughs> There's so many great rackets over the years, you know. And then it's like you don't want to say something and then remember in 20 minutes after we stop recording that you didn't say that other racket. <laughs> yeah. Anyone want to go? It's like that's such a loaded question, but I have to uh, this is silly, but it's been such an important it's been such an important part of my life. The pure drive. <laughs> The original Pure Drive, um, as Britt was alluding to, that Swirly Cosmetic, I was using a Pure Drive team. Plus, um, that racket has lended me to a lot of other Pure Drives. And I just kind of, you know, some days I say I work at Tennis Warehouse because of the Pure Drive. So I'm going with the Pure Drive. <laughs> a lot of people would say that. that that's a, yeah, yeah, it means a lot. It has a place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. That's pure drive swirly. I feel, I don't know if it's cause I, the nostalgia, mm-hmm. but it, it's still one of my favorites. And then I'm going to throw the, for me, it's not that long ago, but the AI 100, well, I E-Zone AI 100. Um, well, I liked all the iterations, um, that AI 100 was what hooked me into the E-Zone series. Um, and while I still like the feel, it, it's, it's definitely my favorite of the E-Zone line. Boys. Uh, the car just arrived. <laughs> Chris is getting a car delivered to his house, guys. When this anyone is... wants to know what a typical day at TNM is, this is a. <laughs> what car did you get, Chris? It's a Volkswagen thing. 1973, oh, which gosh. is a great year, by the way. A lot of, <laughs> lot of fantastic things uh, happened that year. Most important, what's the color? Uh, orange, bright orange. <laughs> Speaking uh, of orange, it's my wife's dream car. So yeah, her favorite car is getting delivered and then tying it back to, um, to rackets. Crackets? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would probably have to go really tough to do, but I'd probably just have to narrow it down to the, um, prestige pro 600, mm-hmm. beautiful cosmetic, beautiful playing racket, uh, makes a whistling sound when you swing it quickly. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, more, what more could you want you get cat calls every time you hit the ball <laughs> you do yeah <laughs> we're straight up we need a whistle <laughs> um wow yeah for me i think uh, favorite is tough to say i would say maybe my two most memorable ones uh, is my first like real true racket was a uh, radical ti radical oversize that was my my first racket i used that was like a high performance racket and then another one just like really stands out is the Wilson Steam 99S. Yeah. I remember when that came out and we hit it, we're like, this is crazy. The launch angle was crazy. The spin was crazy. And it was, it was just so fun to hit with. And so, yeah, those would be my two. Spin effect. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm going to just pick one more question and then we're going to save the rest of these awesome ones for another episode so we can get going. But I wanted to tease another thing that actually is coming this fall. Gavin Murray asks, if I have three rackets but want some space for my shoes and stuff, is a six-pack good? Yes, a six-pack's good. We have some awesome tennis warehouse bags redesigned. They are made for you guys, players, there's a six pack. There's a duffel pack. I just put eight rackets into the duffel pack <laughs> and it performs amazing. Um, 
you know, we helped make them. So we worked through all of the process of that and um, designed them the way that we are hoping that you guys will appreciate all of them. So stay tuned for those. They're really going to be awesome. And another thing that we can offer as Tennis Warehouse. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up because Chris has the car delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone watched Brandography, they already know that Chris and cars are like, if yeah. he wasn't doing tennis stuff, he'd be doing it for cars. So quick rapid fire questions to wrap up this episode. Top two rackets right now. Ready, go, start. We'll go Brit, Jay, Chris. Ezone 100 and Beast 03 100. Uh, can I say Twist Power? Yeah. Okay. Twist Power <laughs> right now and uh, the Ezone. Oh, no, no. Changed my mind. Pure Arrow VS. Um, I'm going to go with obviously the, the TF40 305. Love that racket. And then um, can't think of another racket I'd rather be on court with other than that than the, uh, the new Ezone Tour. Plays great. Really enjoying it. Nice. And I'm going RF97 and Prince Synergy DB26. It's the mid plus one. With sin gut. With sin gut. Strong at 62 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, string setup right now. Ready? Go. Focal Cyclone, 53 pounds. Not messing with a good thing. Uh, Lynx Tour, 52 pounds. Shoot, I could put in a bunch of different polys. Um, <laughs> but, you know, probably Big Bang at Original Rough at okay. about... 48 pounds. And I'll go Slinko Hyper G at 57 pounds. You're playing a tournament tomorrow. What shoes are you wearing? Go. A6 Solution Speed FF. You know what I'm going with. <laughs> this Damn question it. was for you. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the Corn FF2. Ditto. Same. Yep. Or, yep. or even, and I'm, I'm the only one that only wanted to say this, the Stycon. Yeah, you yeah. are the only one that would say yeah. that. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that really loves that shoe. Um, I'm going Cord FF2 also. But that uh, Vapor Cage 4 is really close behind. Mm, that is good. Um, favorite apparel brand right now. Go. I think I'm going to go Adidas. Travis Matthew. I got to go Nike right now with that core collection coming out. Challenge Court. I'm going to give Lucky and Love a shout out. I'm enjoying their skirt selections and I like wearing their pieces so like you don't have to be matchy matchy but they're fun so um best on-court accessory ready go my hydro flask water bottle <laughs> stay oh. hydrated <laughs> their gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, on court and off court yeah you hate, <laughs> you hate but that. It, it, like it hurts so good <laughs> yeah <clears throat> uh, for me sweatpants because i'm playing two-handed now it's like i don't have that free hands and wipe the sweat away and so yeah i've been wearing sweatpants yeah mine as always like a headband or bandana and anyone out there like always looking for women's uh headbands that really soak up all the sweat because <laughs> like literally i can wring it out after a hitting session it's disgusting so you're welcome i'm glad you all know that now um, <laughs> favorite way to train off of the court i'm gonna go with a hit workout the high intensity um interval okay. training um, you can do it in a short, short period and it just, it gets you good. gets the whole body good. Yeah. Same hit or, um, running from this, zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run, zombies run. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, just go, I just go for a surf <laughs> or go. It's good for the Box. mind and the body. Nice. I'm going to give a shout out to Peloton. I'm obsessed with their workouts and they have gotten me through quarantine. They have amazing stuff. So variety is the spice of life and I've been doing all of it. Um, last but not least, who will win the U.S. Open, men's and women's? Um, well, it just I've, depends. If, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the guy behind you. Is I was going to say, okay, this for guys. Um, I'm going to go with Serena for women. I want her. I want her to win. Men? Women. Hmm. Do you have a men's pick? Oh, you're going with Djokovic. Sorry. This guy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You've got the visual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Djokovic and uh, Osaka. Oh, okay. Uh, is Rafa going to play? No. Nope. No. <clears throat> no. Yeah, then I think it's Noli for, for the win. Um, and then on the women's side. No Ashley Barty. So Coco is Coco Goff playing? Yeah. I think Hal, okay, Hal's playing. I'm gonna go Coco Goff. 
Oh, that'd be a huge. Player. That's I'd, a dark I'd love horse. to see her get the W. Yeah, she's super nice person. Totally buttoned yeah. up on, <clears throat> you know, like on her training and and yeah, really impressive uh, for her age. So yeah. So Chris stole mine. I was going to pick Coco. <laughs> Next time I go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Coco too. She's like intentionally been training really hard. And I know she hasn't played a bunch of tournaments, but I know she's going to show up ready to go. So well, it would be awesome too. She's done so much on and off the court lately that I'm so inspired by her. A Serena Coco final would be right? awesome. That would be sick, as they yeah. can say. <laughs> as they would say. As the kids say. <laughs> And for men, I'm going to go with a Zverev. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. He has been training hard. He's been training really hard. and Kind of partying hard, too. And off the court as well. <laughs> oh, shoot. Now Curious is going to come after me for saying that. <laughs> He's not playing the U.S. Open. No. Anyways. Well, thank you guys for joining me. That about wraps it up. Hopefully you, everyone listening and watching enjoyed this podcast episode. We actually have some stuff to clean out our offices. So we have some really cool bags that we'd love to give away. So do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review. And then shoot us an email at podcast at tennis dash warehouse.com and let us know what kind of things you want to hear more of and what episodes you'd be interested in and we'll put you in a drawing to win some t-dub gear and some bags and stuff from us (laughs) that's all that's all from us thanks for tuning in happy hitting thanks guys Bye. thanks so much for listening make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, happy hitting. What? Can you hear me? This is going to be a great podcast. Brady, are you in the room with the giant Djokovic picture? Yes, I am. Yeah, you should have that in the background. It's just like pick his nose. Yeah. Dude, we, this is golden. We should be recording this. Play <laughs> yeah. just is getting ready for the podcast. <laughs>